sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher. Hey guys, we're back. This is Mark Crutcher, as you heard, and lurking on the other side of the table is my worthy co-host, Sarah Waits. Hello, everyone. We've got a very interesting and infuriating topic for today that we've wanted to cover for a while. Yeah, just to kind of kick it off. Recently, USAID, which is the United States Agency for International Development, which was the first radically pro-abortion agency in the United States government. It was started in 1961, and over the years, it has become just a hotbed of uh, aid to foreign countries. They recently announced another $43.5 million dollars to support what they call youth empowerment in South Sudan. Youth empowerment sounds like something really that good, right? Really good, it right. sounds nice, right. but... It's actually more like youth eradication in South Sudan. They say it's to empower young people in South Sudan, particularly girls and young women, with knowledge and skills to enable them to lead healthy, engaged, and productive lives. When you look at what's included, it says included in this are activities that, quote, expand youth access to learning, job training, civic engagement, reproductive health and social and community cohesion. So in other words, this is just an abortion and birth control package that's well, it, rounded out with some other things. It's pretty interesting that they say on females. Mm-hmm. Well, they're the ones who have abortions. Yeah. You know, males have reproductive health issues too. Yeah. But they're not included. They don't have abortions. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this is, and we covered this in MAFA 21, USAID has a long history of using American dollars to push abortion in foreign countries. Yeah, and USAID is not the only one. No. United Nations is a big player in this, and of course all of their subgroups like UNESCO and that sort of thing. World Bank, IMF, which is another financial institution, the Development Assistant Cooperation, which is made up of 31 countries, most of them Western countries, the Gates Foundation. What am I missing, Mark? I mean, there's so many of them. But the interesting thing is... They don't push it in white foreign countries. They only push it in black foreign countries. Mm-hmm. It's clearly racial targeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you can't even begin to look at this and not see that that's what it is. And the infuriating thing about it, and we brought this up in MAFA 21, is that anytime there's any sort of natural disaster or some kind of problem in one of these countries, if the country's black, the first thing that they do is come in there and start pushing birth control and abortion. Mm -hmm. To the point that they will even tell these countries that, let's say a country has a ban on abortion. They don't allow, abortion's not legal in their country. They will literally go in there and tell that country, and Mm -hmm. they've done this in Africa and in South and Central America repeatedly. Mm -hmm. If you don't legalize abortion, you won't get any money from the United States. Mm -hmm. When we help out a foreign country that is white, if we're going to go to France and help out with something, Mm -hmm. or England, or Australia, we never go in there and tell them, you've Mm -hmm. got to adopt the American approach to birth control and abortion. We never do that. Yeah. We only do that when it's African-Americans, or when it's South Americans, Mm -hmm. or when it's Hispanics in some part of the world. Or India. Yeah, India. India. We've done it in India. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is they're using American tax dollars Mm -hmm. to not just push abortion, but demand that these countries abort their children. Yeah. In fact, there was an interesting thing that came out in 2011. 
and it was announced that an investigation by the Government Accountability Office into the Obama administration's use of $18 million was spent influencing constitutional changes in Kenya. So the International Development Law Organization, who was involved in this deal, in their communication to the Kenyans, they introduced the abortion issue into the constitutional debate. They advised the Kenyans to include language in the Constitution that clearly supported the legalization of abortion and expressed opposition to later proposed language that would have restricted access to abortion. In the end, what happened was the new Kenyan Constitution language that was approved vastly expanded abortion access in Kenya courtesy of our tax dollars. I wonder where these people get the gall, the unmitigated gall, to go into a country that's been hit by some sort of natural disaster or... Like COVID, for example, when COVID hit the world. In Africa, they were facing a shortage, a critical shortage of ventilators. In the entire continent of Africa, there were fewer than 2,000 ventilators. So what happens? Sweden announced that they would give a $2 million grant to provide access to abortion and contraception in sub-Saharan Africa because they wanted to quickly expand the stockpiles of condoms, contraceptives, and equipment for medical abortions before the effects of the corona pandemic made it difficult to get a hold of these. What? As well as Uh, manual vacuum aspirators. What gives these people the gall to think, if we're going to come in here and help you, Mm -hmm. you've got to embrace all the evil that we embrace. If you don't, we, we won't help you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if one of these countries were to just say, and, mm-hmm. and some of them have said, we won't do that if the United States, USAID, you know, the U.S. Agency for International Development, would step back and say, okay, well, then you can just starve to death. We don't care. Apparently, that's what they would do. They, well, they, they're not the only ones. World Bank is a notorious instigator of all this. And in 1992, released an evaluation paper called Population and the World Bank. The report described a rural health project in Senegal, which focused on the provision of buildings and equipment for the expansion of basic health services. The agreement to provide the buildings and equipment was contingent on family planning. Family planning is always the code word for abortion. Mm -hmm. The study added that the failure to implement the country's constitutional framework, which would allow this, stalled the project for a while. The report went on to say that in 1985 to 1986, the bank concentrated on helping the government develop a comprehensive population policy. And as a result of the accepting population policy, the bank released the money. In other words, until they changed their policy on abortion, they weren't getting that money. But the moment that they did, here's $26 million. Right. Well, we saw this in Guyana. We talked again about it in my office 21. They had a drought and mm-hmm. people were literally dying in the streets. And Guyana did not allow legal abortion. Mm-hmm. And we came in there and said, we will help you. Yeah. Your people don't have access to clean drinking water, but we will help you if you legalize abortion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the powers that be there were basically forced to either let their people die of thirst in the streets mm-hmm. or die of starvation or legalize abortion. So that's what they did. The aggravating thing about this to me is you have groups here in the United States that see racism in everything that happens. Everything that happens, they look for a racial component to it. Yeah. Anything bad that goes on or anything they can make appear to be bad, they blame it on racism. Mm-hmm. And yet this goes on right in front of them and often with their participation in it and they don't say a thing. Yeah. They don't say a thing about the fact that we go into these minority countries, what are minority here, they're majority where they are, but they're minorities here and require them to butcher their unborn children or we won't help them. 
And nobody says a thing about it. And this whole thing just reinforces the eugenics aspect of legalized abortion. Our movie, Mafia 21, proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that mm-hmm. eugenics yeah. was the driving force behind the legalization of abortion. There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And everything that's happened since then has simply reinforced that. And we have seen the new administration's commitment to expanding abortion and eugenics right. worldwide. So right. in January 2021, Biden rescinded a Trump regulation that barred U.S. foreign aid from being given to health providers who perform or promote abortions, i.e. Planned Parenthood. Right. Biden said that the regulation was limiting the United States' ability to work with local partners around the world and inhibiting their efforts to confront health challenges such as HIV, AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria, among others. So in other words, if we can't give them abortion, then we're, we're seriously hurting their ability to treat malaria. We can't treat malaria and tuberculosis <laughs> if they don't kill their babies. At the same time, Biden restored funding to the United Nations Population Fund, which is a big actor in the population control movement. And Trump had ended funding for them because of issues such as abortions and sterilizations in China. So people know how much money is being poured into this. The year before Trump terminated the funding, the U.S. had provisioned $69 million to the United Nations Population Fund. $69 million of our taxpayer dollars. They're pouring big money into it. They're trying to expand and they're trying to make sure that the United States is a participant in all this. You know, the sad thing about this is, or one of many sad things about it is, we like to think of the United States is having high moral values and we we like to try to export democracy and we want to export our values to other countries Mm -hmm. and yet we do things like this under the guise of the quote-unquote climate crisis covid women and youth empowerment yeah they have all these code words Mm -hmm. but they always come down to the same thing yeah it's abortion Mm -hmm. it has to do with baby killing and if you think that we are crazy here's a couple of examples so the United Nations Population Fund that has just been refunded by the government, they have a climate crisis document titled United Nations Population Fund and the Climate Crisis. Now, in this document, it says sexual and reproductive health, including family planning, should be integrated and embedded in resilience building to climate change as part of local environment sustainability. They go on to say that support to member states in bringing relevant language to the negotiations will be essential for enhancing awareness and understanding of the interdependence between gender, SRHR, which is a new term that they have used to bury the abortion lingo in there, which SRHR stands for Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights, and climate change. I mean, we've seen a lot of examples here Mm -hmm. where they're using climate change as an excuse for abortion. Yeah. USAID, they have a document called Climate Strategy. And in their climate strategy, it says that women will play a critical role in addressing the climate crisis. In the document, it says education for girls and young women in particularly advances their empowerment and reproductive health, fosters their climate leadership and pro-environmental decision making. Now, what does that tell you, Mark? It tells me that they're telling women, if you'll kill your babies, we can solve this climate crisis. Yes. And it's like they're saying our climate is doomed if we don't kill these babies. And some of them even say that, you know, yeah. we, we've got to reduce this carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about this is these people that say, oh, we've, human beings create this gigantic carbon footprint and it destroys the earth. Well, they create a carbon footprint. I've never heard any of them saying, well, I'd be willing to die 
No, yeah. I'm only willing to kill the unborn because they don't vote. Mm-hmm. They don't have any money. They don't have any political power. We can kill them in, the, in private. We don't have to see it. You know, it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, I've heard a number of these climate change activists who are talking about all oh, the modern Americans are supposed to be implementing, like never taking an airline flight, driving electric cars with mm-hmm. zero emissions, that sort of thing. And it strikes me that most of the people who are saying these things are people who tend to take private jets, have yachts, right? all these other things. Like, don't lecture me about my car when you've got a private yacht that you're taking around the world to go to a fancy conference about climate change that you won't even let reporters into. Yeah, I saw a thing some years ago. They having some sort of climate summit or something in California, and they had all these actors and singers and, mm-hmm. you know, entertainers, basically, the court jesters of our society, they're all going to show up to this thing. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing people to buy Priuses and, and walk and mm-hmm. only use four squares of toilet paper when you go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And yet they're all showing up in these stretch limos. They showed a picture, I think it was um, Barbara Streisand, shows up in a Chevrolet Suburban Stretch limo. In other words, a Chevrolet oh, Suburban wow. ain't big okay. enough. It's got to add three or four more feet to it. <laughs> but you know, it's the hypocrisy is amazing. And you have the Al Gore's of the world flying around the world <laughs> in private jets. jets. Yeah. How much fuel per mile per? Telling person? us the world is going to end, but apparently it's not critical enough for him to stop taking a private jet and right. fly commercial like everybody else. He can't fly with, with everybody else. He's and not even going to sit first class, let no. alone coach. Yeah, he can't be associated with the unwashed masses like me and you. <laughs> but meanwhile, we're all supposed to be buying forty, fifty thousand dollar electric cars. Don't get me started on the idiocy of electric cars. <laughs> this, it's mind-boggling that we're going down this trail. You know, I've often said that. There's the Iron Age, the Stone Age, the Mm -hmm. Bronze Age, all these various ages. Someday people are going to look back at this and say, this was the stupid age of all the idiotic things that we do as a culture. Well, I don't think stupid is just the word. I think to some degree is heinous because... It's just evil. When we look at the impact that this age has had on African countries, it's just downright reprehensible. There was a study... They call it Donor Commitments and Distributions for Sexual and Reproductive Health Aid in Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and Zambia. The total disbursements to the four countries over 16 years were $19 million. Donor commitments grew on an average of 20% over those 16 years, year per year. Development Assistant Cooperation Countries, and you wonder what that is. The Development Assistant Cooperation is an international forum of the largest providers of aid. That's what they say on their website. It's 31 countries of which, guess which country is involved? United States, right? right? Naturally. Naturally. Their objective is to implement United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. One of their goals is that by 2030, ensure universal access to sexual and reproductive health care services, including for family planning, information and education, and the integration of reproductive health into national strategies and programs. In other words, make every country around the world have legal abortion, right? They even, in this document, lament that they have developed these goals about 15 years ago, And they haven't had the implementation that they've wanted, particularly in Africa. They're committing to ramp up and focus assistance in those places where they're off track, right? 
When you look at this study and where the money came from, Development Assistance Cooperation countries donated the largest proportion of money to the aid, 79%. It's insane, the amount of money that is spent over in these countries. And yet, in 2021, a report by the Center of Reproductive Rights and the Trust for Indigenous Culture and Health, which, by the way, is partnered by UNESCO and the Hewlett Foundation, said that Women and girls in Kenya lack access to comprehensive information on sexual and reproductive health and rights. Well, we could talk about this all day long. Mm -hmm. It's a scandal. Mm -hmm. But if there's one thing before we leave this subject that we need people to understand, we saw this when we were doing the research from Alpha 21. The United States USAID is pouring millions of dollars into some of these countries. And I think Tanzania was one of them we looked at at one mm -hmm. point. They had poured millions of dollars into those countries. They were shoveling in there these kits that you could do abortions with, mm -hmm. birth control. They were shoveling all this stuff in there. And 60% of the people in that country did not have access to clean drinking water. I found several quotes, and one of them was from Dr. Stephen Karana, former secretary of the Kenyan Medical Association. Now, he wrote in 1997, Our health sector is collapsed. Thousands of Kenyan people will die of malaria, the treatment of which costs a few cents in health facilities whose shelves are stocked to the ceiling with millions of dollars worth of pills, IUDs, Norplant, Depravera, and so on, most of which are supplied with American money. Special operating theaters, fully serviced and not lacking in instruments, are opened in hospitals for the sterilization of women. While in the same hospitals, emergency surgery cannot be done for the lack of basic operating instruments and supplies. Yep. So we go in this country that 60% of them do not have access to clean drinking water mm -hmm. and say, we won't give you water unless you start boarding your kids. Mm -hmm. Or we can't do this for you. We can't give you these treatment for these diseases or anything, but we can give you some birth control or an IUD. Right. Would you like us to sterilize you today? You know, the United States, I think, is losing moral authority and moral mm -hmm. credibility worldwide through these programs. Because people in other parts of the world, if you are the leader of one of these countries mm -hmm. and you've got these problems and you've got people dying in the streets and the United States, the richest country on earth, is coming to you and saying, we'll help, mm -hmm. but not until you start killing your kids. But if you don't start killing your kids, we're not going to give you any money. We don't have any moral authority with that person anymore. Mm -hmm. We've lost it. There was an article written by Brian Cobb in 1998 and he asked, he said, is this the type of compassion for which we want America to be known? Yeah. And I think that sums it up perfectly. Can we really call ourselves compassionate when we're disguising eugenics as aid and patting ourselves on the back when we're forcing these countries to take birth control and abortion? There is nothing more fundamental mm -hmm. than having access to water, right? Mm -hmm. Even access to food. You can go several days without food. You can't go several days without water. Yeah. You've got to have water. So these people have to drink water literally out of ditches mm -hmm. because they don't have clean drinking water. And we're trying to give them abortions. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Um, we, we just wanted you guys to know this is going on because there may be some of you who do not know that this is going on. And of course, I will put the links to all my exhaustive rabbit hole research in the description. But I really encourage people to go watch my Alpha 21 because it talks about this and it connects it to the bigger picture of Black genocide. Right. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. And they practice it even in South American countries, Central American countries. Mm -hmm. But you really do need to educate yourself about this and understand what your government is up to. Yeah, this is stuff that I found basically in like a day. 
if you dedicate yourself to researching this for even a week, you're going to find far more information. Just don't use Google. Yeah. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Yeah. Use DuckDuckGo or a different search engine. Do not use Google. And I have found that if you're interested in doing this research, they will bury this information by hiding terms. Like I mentioned before, if you want to go find some of this information, they are now disguising this aid by calling it SRHR. And that's basically a short term for sexual reproductive health and reproductive rights. Right. Like I said, there's some really good information out there if you just give a little time to this. And, and use a different search Google. engine than Google. <laughs> Google is in the tank for these people. So anyway, that's all the time I have. Mm -hmm. What about you? Got anything else? Nope, that's it. Until next Thursday, remember, Life Dynamics is not here to put up a good fight. Mm -mm, we're here to win. Because winning is how the killing stops. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.